Hey you, wherever you are in the world right now, thank you so much for being here with me. We know that we're living in some volatile times and we know that the world is changing. So let's create a bridge as we travel through one another's countries, removing all the labels, just coming together as one people, finding our home in one world. And as we do this, this is why our signature talk today about the secret power of you is so important. So settle in as we jump in. And today I am so excited to welcome my guest, Terry Christine. Hi, Terry. Hi, Kathy. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored and grateful to be here. Uh, I'm honored to have you, so thank you so much. For our audience, Terry Christine is an internationally recognized intuitive energy healer. TV personality, radio and podcast featured expert, and the author of The Secret Power of You, A Guide to Mastering Your Inner Greatness, which is endorsed by Don Miguel Ruiz, author of the New York Times bestseller, The Four Agreements. For over a decade as a practicing intuitive energy healer, Terry has helped thousands like you access clarity, results, understanding, and a sense of peace and freedom. Terry helps her clients reconnect with the deeper forces and the power within themselves to create a fuller, more satisfying life. She helps pinpoint what you cannot easily see for yourself. Energy healing is an inter intervention <laughs> that supports medical and mental health protocols. Terry's work is best seen as that intervention and supports existing medical and mental health protocols to boost positive and measurable outcomes for patients and clients whose goals are to increase physically and emotionally for their health and well-being. In fact, Terry Christine's intervention is its own protocol for healing that supports or is an aid to existing medical and psychotherapy protocols or models. It is a new paradigm of healing. Oh my goodness, Terry, this is <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um, I, I love that you're able to do so much and it, you, your resume is extensive and it's just so great to have you as a guest today. And I know we're living in some times that are changing and it's really interesting as you know, the world is changing. How do you see this time of change and how do you see this as something that you know, we move through, but what does it take to kind of move through this? Isn't it funny that you say, what does it take? <laughs> <laughs> so as I teach intuitive development, I help people hone in into their own inner guidance system, right? The things that we call coincidence, there's no coincidence. The things that we feel or we think as we're driving to a location, we're saying, oh, I'm thirsty. I didn't, I left without any water. I'll get something when I get where I'm going. And you walk in and someone says, hey, I was just in the kitchen. You want something to drink? Because they're picking up the thought process. Look at it as a puff of smoke that goes out into this collective consciousness, this area of, of um, non-physical being, non-physical space. 
And if a person has cleared their mind enough, meaning they really aren't concentrating heavily into thoughts or, or thinking of something, they can pick up that what you were thinking because it just kind of goes poof out into that collective consciousness and then someone else picks it up and then responds to it by thinking that you need it because they picked it up. And so that in itself, as I create and live this internal lifestyle, because it is a lifestyle, you know, it's the ever uh, ebb and flow, as I can call it, of that um, puzzle, that secret puzzle within you, you know, staying um, in gratitude, in trust, in um, knowing that your thoughts are in there and what are you thinking and creating. That's why it's imperative to always be present into what you're thinking. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And it's almost like you're intentfully putting stuff out into the world of what it is that you need, what it is that you want, and having it received by someone else or by the universe and picking up on it. So it, it is, it's beautiful. And I agree with you. I believe that there's no coincidences. I believe that Things happen for us. Mm-hmm. Things well, happen definitely. for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I, I love to play the game. And this is like the game of life. You know, you've heard people say, oh, yeah, the game of life is fun. But, you know, not the board game, but your actual life. And when you want to create something, have fun with it. You know, people get so serious and want to stranglehold the end result and how it has to be in the organizational chart. Once we let all of that go... Think, feel, and take God into action. That's a master manifester, and I'm one of those. So I think of the process of what it is that I'm truly wanting it, but not putting it in a box. Thinking the feeling of that, feeling it. So as I manifest it into creating the car that I want, or the car that I created, let's talk about my house and my house. Took me three years to manifest it. However, I didn't give up hope or doubt or whatever. I just didn't. There was no opportunity for me to say it's not happening because I lived on that path that it is happening. I just didn't know when. So for some, they might give up in six months or a year, maybe even two years. But I knew without a doubt, I just kept going. <laughs> what is that, that little train? <laughs> yeah. You know, that keep on going, you know? That, but I, I knew without a doubt that it would happen for me and so what I would do is I would play um, the manifesting game that I always love to play. And so I would thank the community and then I drove through the community and then I took it a step further. So I would drive as if I even lived there already. So I would wave to the people in the street and say, hi neighbor, out the window. They didn't know if I lived there or not, but I chose to feel that I lived there. And then some days I'd drive through. It happened to be when I was still working in corporate. So many, many years ago when I was beginning at the beginning of my journey, my spiritual journey, that I would drive through this neighborhood and I'd say, hi, neighbor, wave at them. And, and if it was raining, I'd say, oh, man, they need to put their trash can. I'll go knock on their door later on. I didn't know them. I didn't live there yet. But I would say that to myself. And as I started to feel like I was living there, I started to recognize them and their cars and where they lived because I lived there as well. And then I created it. It's funny, when I did go to settlement, I would remember I worked with a real estate agent for three years. <laughs> three threes, I love these threes. Yeah. And, yep, 
And when I finally went to settlement, I said, don't be surprised if I cry hysterically because it will be in joy in what I manifested. And the closer that I got, we ended up switching, you know, um, the, the uh, price of the houses. And then she kept going up and up. And I was like, oh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? Again, I'm human. So, you know, you got your reality or what we think is our reality in the bank account and what I create as my reality in my head. And then as in my head, I think it feel it take guided action and it happens. And when I get cl got closer and closer and I'm like, oh, how am I going to make this work? And when I went to settlement, I was crying. Everybody didn't understand how deep I was like, Ooh, because <laughs> I made it happen. And then the money for settlement just happened. But I had that, that time frame. Remember, we have to let go of that box. And when we're living in that box, we think, oh, I don't have the money, so I have to wait. Well, I didn't have to wait for anything. I was just making that energy move into what I needed. But in that case, I needed that extra gap of, of time because I needed to manifest more of the down payment and the settlement. Don't ask me how it all happened. By the time I got to settlement, the money was huge in the bank. And I'm like, whoa, how'd that happen? Because even when I think it, I'm like, I don't even know how, that, <laughs> how it all occurred. <laughs> But it did. And I did not once say, I can't do it. I don't have it. I kept saying, yes, I'm going to be there. These people want me to live there. I want to live there. And I made it happen. There were so many things that I shifted. Even before, years and years ago, I was an esthetician. Yeah, just for a minute in my life. And I was able to shift that as well. Because, again, that was a, you know, a short little minute as an esthetician. But I remembered clearly driving to work and I was just watching videos like most of the viewers are they start with YouTube and start reading books and then they take guided action and step into working with someone like me so they you know can hear clear that subconscious space but I remember I had 90% of my tips as charges and I said no I want more cash so then as I was driving to work, it, take, it took about 45 minutes one way to get there so during that time I would use my mind I would see clients coming in I would see me selling them products. I would see them laying cash on the table. And then I would see my pocket getting bigger, 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 bigger. In 30 days, I went from 90% cash. And I knew that I was on the right track. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. It's, it's interesting to hear the manifestation of your vision and how you create it. I know um, years ago I used to be a runner and I would run competitively and I would do the same kind of thing. I would actually envision myself running my race, passing the people I was competing with and just blowing past them and crossing the finish line and actually just feeling my body and what that felt like to run over that finish line and have people behind me and win that race. Yeah. And I know a lot of athletes use that similar approach. And I also know people, um, as far as manifesting, you know, different areas of their life, they'll also use like a vision board or something like that to help remind them of what their goal is, you know, like having that new house. But just you taking that extra step to drive through the neighborhood and make yourself <laughs> one of those people. I mean, that takes courage. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, it was a beautiful community and it was like, um, just I had to make a left instead of a right going to the place that I was working out of. And, you know, I, I just felt that 
what can I create in my life and what more fun and adventure do I want in my life? And that's kind of the way if it's, if it's not fun, why do it? And so I wanted more to be in a, you know, just a certain environment to feel like it was supporting me. And the funny thing is, is that when I found this little community at 75 townhouses, I put a contract on it uh, two years before and it fell through and I, I meditated on it. I heard not at that price. I didn't, I, you know, I, I put the price that I wanted, but not what they were asking for. And I didn't get that one. And two years later, I came back to the same community and got a house that I felt was more in alignment for me. So again, I didn't have this box. I didn't have this timeline or time frame in it. I just moved into what will it take for me to create this? What will it take for me to be living in the abundance, the full fun fledging <laughs> area of what I want to do and how I want to be and what supports me? And that's how it really happened. Yeah. So right now when we're living in this kind of state of confusion around the world, yeah. I think it's difficult because people find themselves maybe – you know, tallying up the days, tallying up the months, tallying up the time. So to hear you say not to live in that box and live in that space, I think that's hard for people right now because they're feeling fatigued. They're feeling drained. They're mm -hmm. feeling like I just want to be in a different space than I'm living in today. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you help people move through that? So I live the walk and talk the talk. And just this morning, so it's uh, interesting that we're talking about it. Just this morning, I found myself, again, if I'm not present, my mind can wander. And I found myself starting to think about how many months that I, along with the world, has been in this quote-unquote lockdown. And then all of a sudden, I started feeling like, oh, geez, here we go. And then I'm like, nope, no. Because I wanted to make sure, again, being in the human form, there's a difference between you know, our old patterns and what others tell us we need to do, and then the non-physical energy source, meaning our thoughts and what we can create. And then I realized, okay, what day do I want to have today? So I didn't go into six months, two months, or, down, or even one month. I went into today. What do I want today to look like? I want it to be easy for me. I want it to be fun. I want to feel supported. I want to feel loved. And so I answered emails. I took care of some things that I needed to do for myself. I finished some laundry. And so I didn't focus on what I don't have. I focused on what I do have. I have support around me, which are my four walls. I have support in my business and how I am connecting into exposure, meaning being on the show and several others. I have random clients coming and going and they're starting to build up again. Because when we all started four months ago, I, along with everyone, because I'm an expanded being and I can feel the world, Every morning I kept hearing, when will this end? When will this end? When? I mean, it was a recording over and over driving me crazy. And I finally said, 
wake up. And I put a hold on everything that I was picking up. And I, in my physical body, just had to slow down. Because for years, almost my entire life, I'm rush here, rush there, do this, deadlines here, write this book, be on this show, you know, clients here and traveling there. And I was everywhere. I did 45 clients in a two-day mind, body, spirit event. 45 clients. Wow. And, and I'm like, wow. And that was just in two days. <laughs> and then, you know, when this all, and this was at the end of last year. And when this all started happening, it's like, okay, now I personally have to slow down. Now I have to be comfortable in the uncomfortable, meaning I have to slow down my baseline and get more comfortable because for years, like my whole spiritual journey years, is that I've set up everything, being very engaged, being very um, um, driven, I kept hearing the word forthcoming, but driven and moving things forward into the area that I wanted to be. Again, thinking, feeling, and taking guided action. And in this case, I have to be more comfortable in the uncomfortable, meaning today's today. What are we going to do today? All right, we're going to have a podcast. All right, tomorrow I have a client. <laughs> Instead of having eight clients in one day, you see? And so now I feel like I'm more engaged in me. I, I always have taken care of myself, but now I have a different level of taking care of myself. I'm doing more outdoor walks that I rarely walked. I'm more engaged in fun activities. I'm spending a little more time calling my friends when I rarely, I just would text them. You know, so I'm finding the switch, the ebb and flow of being more comfortable with being who I am, which is me, <laughs> fun, and being with me. I live with my cat, you know, and so being with me, I've always felt comfortable being by myself, quote unquote, but I'm never really by myself, but engaged in having more fun with myself. And so I have to learn, which I did years ago, but I'm speaking directly to the listener. We have to learn to trust who we are. So if you want more fun and adventure, that really is okay, even in these times. I actually did a podcast. Um, it was about a month and a half ago when things were really going, you know, people were like, when, when is this going to end? It was like a lot of chaos all around us. And I said, well, if we can just slow down and find that, even though, and at the time I was an essential worker, my daughter and I would spend six weeks delivering groceries and shopping. And I knew that was, there was a space that I could help because I am in service at all times. And so I felt, okay, this is really good. But then when I was doing it, I was doing it with the, how can I really feel like I'm making a difference in someone's life besides what I already do, right? And when I was doing it, it was supersizing the comfort level. And then when I would see more people shopping for themselves, and I stepped away from that, right? So I just had to feel more of who I am and how I shifted into being still in service and doing it a different way. And as that shifted, now, as you, I hope that you're seeing and hearing whoever's listening, I just went with the flow, trusted the flow and not feeling like it's the end and what is being taken away from me. Right. 
I just went with that flow to know that, oh, I'm filling the space over here to be in service. As things flow the direction back to me, then I'll be back into what I normally do, and which is happening again. Yeah, and I think, I think that's a difficult space for most people to be in because they've been operating in this chaotic state for so long where it was just hustle and move and get to where you're going as fast as possible. So it's almost like as everything has slowed down, like you said, it's forced everybody to just take pause and reevaluate how they're living their life, how they're moving through life, and what do you do with it? So I love, I love all of what you just shared because it just brings you to this space that is much deeper than we've ever experienced for most people because they've just been so busy just moving through it at lightning speed and not really thinking about taking some time to just slow down. You know, even as the planet has slowed down, we've seen so many things happen where there's healing and animals have come out and, you know, just there's so many benefits. So I love that. With yeah. your with your intentional self, you know, with your intention of slowing down and just moving and being more present in your day-to-day, I also hear that there's some self-love going on too because you're taking a different approach. So can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so instead of me, well, I can just tell you, when I was in my corporate mind, because I came from a corporate background, and then bringing and creating my business, because I this is a business for me, and it's a brand for me. I am a brand, technically, but I am in service to be who I can to help shift you into and, and everybody's so used to hearing the life that you desire, the life you want. But it's truly the happiness that you are trying to put your fingers on, right? And so when I had to also slow down a bit, I had to realize that I've had these, that my home and I'm like, you know what? For the past seven years that I've lived here, I've not moved any furniture around. So I moved all my furniture around. I didn't even buy anything. I just moved it all around in the living room. Then I moved it around in one of the other rooms. And then I just kind of moved bits and things around to feel like it's different and supporting me, which created a sense of love. And then when my children would come over, they all of a sudden, mom, I love it better this way. And even though no one really said it, we get used to what we think is our norm, used to the nine to five, used to running around, used to only doing housework on the weekends and our laundry on the weekends. And then when things shift, meaning how I moved my furniture around or how now I do laundry during the week, that it feels better versus what we had created based on the restrictions and the structure we created for ourselves, So when we slow down a bit, allow ourselves to say, hey, what can I do for me in my present state and what it is that I can feel good about 
it can be as simple of as simple as moving your furniture around in your living room and then shifting and changing and it feels all brand new and it made i spend more time in my living room now than i ever have in the past seven years <laughs> because it's so inviting now and it's it be, again being present because when i moved in here it's rush rush unpack get things together how does it look this looks great fine and then we get comfortable in what we think is our comfort and all along it's just what we accepted and then now that we've slowed down and again it's sometimes very hard because what you labeled as chaos is what people are feeling loss um, things taken away from them um, hardship all of these things that do feel very uncomfortable that we again have to be more comfortable in the uncomfortable it doesn't mean that you can feel comfortable when there's zero money in your bank account but you can close down meaning close that brain of living that story over and over oh my god what am i going to do what am i going to do quiet the mind breathe into it it's a little mini meditation then you know 15 minutes 20 minutes it's all you need you don't have to ohm or journal in the corner you know just quiet your mind and then just go to the deeper level of the mind meaning not the unconscious state falling asleep but then going deep that you can clear your mind and get answers ask help me see help me feel help me know how i can move forward to what it is with ease and grace so that i can feel more happy more supported and more loved so when i say that do you see there's no box there it, and it's connecting to feelings and it's connecting to the things that we all want and so when we're connecting to that and it creates that meaning that we are connecting to that and then the source that is all around us all that is right you can call it god higher self source light whatever when you're getting that answer it's where you have to decide are you going to take guided action on that answer if the answer means call your neighbor and then you get the you know you get that in your head and you think why do i need to call my neighbor does it does it matter why it means that you heard to call your neighbor could be an opportunity to open doors and voila there it goes if you hear turn left then turn left you were supposed to go right you know if you're moving into trusting the answers from within trusting what it feels trusting the flashes right before we got on this podcast i said oh my gosh i got so many flashes in my head because that's how it works i live in wanting the truth and nothing but the truth especially when i'm working with my clients when i get a flash in my head it might be a story about me but there's an answer for them in there and I'm going to share it no matter what it is. And I'm not, I'm just the messenger. I'm not the one who judges what comes in. So you see, I'm talking about all these pieces of the puzzle, judgment, trust, gratitude, love, abundance, self-care. You know, um, it is all of these things that helps us live in this perfect world, meaning our perfect bubble. And yes, we are all perfect. Cause I, I get on some of these podcasts and they say, well, who's perfect? <laughs> I, I am <laughs> because <laughs> in the space of what is what you desire or want is love, comfort, support. And actually to tell you the truth, Ooh, I want to tell you something. We come into this world with that as a child, wanting support, unconditional love, protected by the environment, nurtured, right? But we're wanting it from the exterior for our parents and our caregivers to do that for us. And now that we're adults, 
it's our responsibility to do it for self. Exactly. And that is the secret power of you. (laughs) (laughs) Rock on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I love the um, new perspective that you give to the audience just to shift the thinking as far as people looking outside themselves to look for the answers because really the answers are within you and you do have the power to heal yourself and give yourself what it is that you need. And as I do these podcast recordings, you know, it is a universal theme that people really do have this ability to do it. So I love all of these messages that you're sharing Uh, focusing on the present, being present with yourself, all of these things, because I think they're just so powerful on a much deeper level to remove so much of the confusion and just really provide the clarity that people need in this moment in time to navigate these waters. Yeah. So I I thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. And, And one more thing I would like to add to that is that you don't have to do it with your mind alone. As I teach intuitive development and shift old patterns, you can use what I call tools for success. Sticky notes. <laughs> yes, sticky notes. When you want to come become more present in who you are, meaning how your body functions, how you feel in your body. I was just working with a 14-year-old And I was telling her everything she was going to experience. It was face-to-face with her mom. And I said, this is what you're going to experience. This is what's going to happen. And she goes, I'm getting scared. I'm getting scared. The first thing I said was, where are you scared? Are you feeling it in your body? She goes, I don't know. And I said, okay, let's take it one step forward. When you say that, do you feel it in your body or is it in your head? She said, it's in my head. There you go. So her head is already starting to tell her it's time to be scared based on what I'm telling her. So that's her old pattern, being anxious, getting in her head. And then I had to shift that to say, well, I promise I won't turn you into a frog. (laughs) But what I do promise you is that you may feel things in your body and I want you to trust it. And at any point of time, you can ask me, what does this feel like? Why am I feeling this? And I can tell you what it represents. So it gave her a sense of comfort, understanding that she's going to experience something that she may never have experienced before, but that it is all safe, right, and good. So then I'm going to go back to the tools for success of stickies. As I'm telling people to be more present in their body, that means that when you get up, what is the first foot you put on the floor? Is it left or right? Or is it both at the same time? When you put your toothbrush, what side of the mouth do you normally put it? Is it one, left, right, or does it matter? Just alternates, right? When you become more present on your actions, when you become more present on how your feet feel, are they lopsided a little bit? Are they, you feel more um, pressure on the outside of your foot? Do you feel more pressure when you walk on your heels? You know, and that can also shift as well because you could step off a curve, twist just a little bit because you're, if it's a woman, she might have had a, a wedge on her sandal and she, you know, tweaked it a little bit, doesn't hurt, but she just steps crooked. Then she can see, oh no, I shifted something in my bone because yes, when you're fully present, that can happen. Now, when you're feeling your body when you're walking and you're feeling those, you know, I push off more of my toes because actually I do personally and I wear off the tips of all my shoes, all of them, because I push so hard as I walk. 
then I've realized that I have some imbalances on my hip and over time I, I have shifted my shoulders. But because I'm so present with my body, I am present with the exterior as well. Now it doesn't happen instantly because it is a practice, but I'm asking all of you to start practicing being more mindful. Now comes the sticky notes. It's a reminder because we are so busy or our mind's somewhere else, or we might have children or a partner that we're dealing with, it can get us off the track being more mindful. So when you have a sticky note, first thing in the morning, you can put a heart instead of writing, I love myself, a heart, and you can do a mirror technique. Or M for mindful, right? Or M equals O, money equals opportunity, right? So if you're creating more opportunities <laughs> with money or money equals more money, <laughs> right? Then you can put those sticky notes down the hall, on your mirror, on your computer, in your car, because it'll remind you where is my mind right now? How am I feeling? Am I doing my what will it take statements in order to bring that which I want to me? And I know we didn't go into the what will it take statements, but if you're asking the universe for something, instead of going, why, 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 when, 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 you can say, what will it take, W-W-I-T, and then allow that to come forth to you. So many people are living in some fear and some doubt, shame, resentment, lower vibrational feelings. What will it take to release fear, <laughs> fear and pain and replace with love and trust? Now, universe blinks is five years, we blink and it's instantaneous. So what will it take to replace fear and pain, or what will it take for, uh, to, yeah, to replace fear and pain with love and trust, right? And then you have to allow whatever happens to present itself. Now, as I was doing that same statement, I was, it was still in corporate, still at the beginning of my spiritual journey. I was driving three months. Things were really going great. I'm like, oh, I'm loving this. Things are great. Nothing's happening yet. Woohoo! It's all positive. I'm going to live in this space forever. And whammo, something so tremendous happened emotionally. It caused me to be physically emotional. And I'm like, why? Why? Universe, I've been doing everything, following everything. Why are you doing this to me now? And then like within 24 hours, I started laughing because I said, you know what? I must have the good, the bad, and the ugly because if everything was chocolate cake, then it gets kind of boring and I don't like it anymore. So I can live in the space of feeling gratitude and trust and love and feeling all of that. But if some whammo comes along, once I get through it, and because I'm a master, I've been doing it for so long, it doesn't take me, sometimes it's minutes or a couple of hours, never more than a day. Then I look back at the experience and I say, okay, I needed to set more boundaries and I know what that feels like and I know now I was given too much of my power away. Or I had to experience that in order for that person to expand and grow. Or I had this or I had that. So it gives me the opportunity to reflect and I'm building upon myself every day more and more and more. We are never ending. We will continue to evolve until our last breath. We are here to expand and grow and everything else is a choice. So when we're continually expanding and growing until our last breath, because we're infinite beings, we are always going to get better and better every day. That's beautiful. I, as you're saying this, I'm thinking of the younger people in the audience thinking, holy cow, like I have to go through this evolution of change my entire life. Like I would think by the time I get to, 
X age, it stops, right? <laughs> but, but it doesn't stop. <laughs> no. Well, does your laundry stop? <laughs> right. <laughs> People are like, my laundry, it's never ending. And I'm like, uh, same with your life. Uh, same with expanding. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So I have one final question for you, and thank you, because everything, everything you've shared has been so impactful and amazing. But if I were to find your earth angel feather on the ground, and I picked it up, what would your message to the world be? Mm. Wow. So to really hone in and trust in you. So there's a difference between trusting and living outside, people get very confused into when they have to trust a decision or trust what someone says. They think it needs to be a yes or a no, but there are actually three stages of trust. Yes, maybe, and no. The maybe is a space that gives you a little extra time to lean to the yes or lean to the no, right? And then what we think is that, oh, I must trust. This, this person is telling me this. I have to trust. They're my partner. I have to trust but inside they're going, oh man, something isn't making right, something, something doesn't feel right. But they're saying, I have to trust, meaning they think they've been taught because they're my partner, they're telling me this, I have to settle back and go yes. But internally they're thinking, no, oh, something isn't making right <laughs> or feeling right, right? Yeah. So it's trusting your inner knowing, <clears throat> trusting the decisions that you make, trusting the path that you're going on, because again, if it says no, trusting that it's a no, right? I want to remind people, no, oh, you're going on this path, trusting that it's a no, and you might have to go right. <laughs> yeah. But trusting more of that inner person, because the more you trust that, the more you see your strengths and your weaknesses, and you can turn your weaknesses into your own strength. It's just having the ability to check in with self trust self. And that's why I was to giving you that guidance with being mindful, because that teaches you how to be more trusting in your body. Because when your body doesn't feel right, then you don't have to worry about the doctor telling you one thing, but something inside or how you're feeling isn't feeling right. And it's time for you to go find someone else. That's where you're trusting you. Trust yeah. you. I love that. I love that. Thank you, Christine, or Terry Christine, sorry. That's okay. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. And I just want to let the audience know that if they would like to connect with you at any time, they can reach you at terrychristine.com. You also have a Facebook and an Instagram and some YouTube videos as well. And for the audience, her name, Terry, is spelled T. E-R-R-I-E, -R -R -E, and Christine is C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. So again, her website is terrychristine.com. So much gratitude for this podcast with you, Terry. Chris, or Terry Christine, I'm watching that up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, know I know you are not. You're saying my name. I'm saying your name. I'm saying your name loud. You are. I'm grateful. No, this has been amazing. And I'm just so appreciative of the message you're sharing with this audience. And I know that there's so much impact that will be created from your message. So 
have so much gratitude, you know, for your message and just thank you so much. Um, so that's where, you know, we're going to end it today and we just really appreciate your time. That's all we have time for today. This is Katherine Daniels reminding you to live your authentic life with peace. And as always, retreat to peace. We will see you next time. Nice. Welcome back. My interview with Terry Christine was one of my first interviews when I started to do this show. And she was such a breath of fresh air because she had so much energy and so much to offer the audience in regards to just doing some self-work. And I loved everything about her interview, about being present, and really diving into that place of trusting yourself. One of the things that I think we struggle with is that concept of believing in our own intuition and the things that we know to be true for ourselves. Recently, I was with a group of women that we were sharing some of our journey as far as the things that we're experiencing today. And one of the women had asked me if I had known that opioid addiction use is up 53% in the United States. And for a moment, I had to think about what that actually meant and how it trickled down into other facets and areas of what's happening in the world. And I had to really take a step back and think about how much this also affects my own personal journey because my family we do have people in our lives that are affected with the drug addiction crisis in the world that people are experiencing. And I can tell you personally, over the last year, I don't think I've been put in positions of uncertainty, of unrest, of just feeling fear around the people that are touched by these drugs and the cocktail of choice and what they're doing to their bodies and the decisions they're making, and more importantly, how it impacts everyone around them. And often they don't see that. They just see what they're living in and what they're experiencing and not fully looking at the lens of how it is impacting their families or their friends or the people that they know that are in their in their lives. And I can tell you that a couple of instances, um, unfortunately, we have been affected where we've, we've actually had to deal with some people that have passed um, at very young ages. And it's just really a situation that is, I think, just absolutely heartbreaking because, you know, there's a point where people are just feeling like they have nowhere else to go or turn and they're turning to vices, things that they think make them comfortable, but it's actually creating more chaos and more uncertainty for themselves. And one of the conversations we were having last night was around how people deal with things. And because we're multi-generational, as far as the group of women that I'm in, um, there was a woman who 
is much younger than I, and, and she was talking about how she feels that she has to run from things. And she actually just recognized recently that when she's running from things, that she's really not running because it's always with her. So it doesn't matter if she were to get involved in a certain situation or move or whatever it may be, she would still be in the same space because she still has the same exact issues and things that she's faced with and she has to still deal with them and it doesn't matter what she does or where she turns or what that looks like and she had shared with the group she said one of the things that I really appreciate about the group is that there's a wealth of wisdom that comes with this group there's multi-generational women that are in this group so you look at the people and from various aspects you can pull information as far as life you know circumstances and things that people have been through and can offer advice and i thought it'd be important to share today because i know as we're coming upon mother's day in a few weeks um one of the things that was really pressing on my heart was you know, are people nurturing their, themselves? You know, are they, are they taking care of themselves? Are they mothering themselves? And mothering, I mean, really doing the things that maybe a mother would do for you. So for myself, I didn't have a mother growing up per se. Um, I had a mother figure. My grandmother was my mother figure. But I do remember being in first grade and my teacher standing at the front of the room saying to the class that we were going to make a Mother's Day card. And I broke down crying because I didn't have my mother in my life. And she pulled me into the hallway and she asked me why I was crying. And I told her, I said, I don't have a mother to make a Mother's Day card. And she was the first person to really introduce me to the concept of redefining family, redefining the relationships in my life. And she asked me if I would be comfortable making a Mother's Day card for my grandmother because my grandmother was the closest female figure to my mother as, as far as being a mother in the mother's sense with taking care of me and doing things for me. And... It's amazing to me at such a tender age of six years old that I'm already learning from this teacher that it's okay to define my family. And maybe it's out of the context of what would be quote-unquote normal in the sense of the family circle. But for me, this was a very healthy decision because it actually allowed me to align myself with people throughout my life that could support me and love me and be a part of my family. And that's something that as I grew up and became a mother, I taught my own children because I wanted them to understand the importance of surrounding themselves with beautiful humans that would unconditionally love them And those people to hold them close to their hearts and hold them close to their circle. And 
That's something that over the last year, with everything that we've been going through, I have been very consciously paying attention to my circle and building my circle and really surrounding myself with such beautiful, supportive people that I know if I need to, I can call upon them to help lift me and support me when I'm feeling weak or low and vice versa. And I just wonder, are you taking the time to do the same? Are you taking the time to evaluate who it is in your life, who it is that you're surrounding yourself with, and are these people that can really support you as far as leaning on them when things are hard for you, and can can you rest against their strength because there are times where you're strong, but they're not and vice versa. And the beautiful part of unconditional love is that sometimes we do need to just lean on the support of other people to help lift us up. And for myself, I can honestly say this was one of those weeks for me where I just needed my my team, my team of support that could just lift me up into a space that was going to give me the fuel, the nourishment, the security of knowing that, you know what, things are not in our control. And there are times that we have to relinquish things up to our higher power, to God, to spirit, to the Holy One that we know exists. And we have to just resonate that they are in control and supporting us and will be supporting whoever it is that we are concerned about. So as my family has been going through some of these circumstances with the people that are in addiction and have had their lives taken over by drugs, it really is a helpless feeling. And I think more than anything It is so, so important, especially if you're listening to this message and you're personally impacted by someone you love or maybe you know somebody who's impacted. I think it's so, so important that we remind the person that is affected that we do love them and we're always there for them and we're there to support them and get them the help and do whatever we can. But for ourselves, it's also equally important to remember that they are brought into this world through us and they do have their personal choice as far as what they do or don't do. And it's really important that we release it and give it up to our higher power to really fight these battles and help them fight these battles. And I know over and over I've talked about just being in the light, just looking for the light in the darkness. And it's beautiful because I have an amazing friend by my side and we have such intimate conversations and she's a runner and she talks, you know, to me quite frequently about the light that comes through for her. And when she runs, especially if there's, you know, something weighing on her, she'll always look up to the sky and she'll find 
that ray of light coming through the clouds. And it is remarkable because there's always light. There is always light. You just have to look for the light. And if there's anyone who is facing any kind of darkness right now, I know there's a lot of heavy, heavy stuff going on around the world right now. I just ask you to remember that the light is there and just keep your eyes on the light and resonate in the fact that the evil is being fought. It is being fought. There's a lot of good, good, high vibrational spirits that are around the globe that are fighting against this evil. And it may be the evil against drugs, demons, darkness. There's so many things. I mean, we're surrounded by so many things. But be aware, be aware of it, and just know that this war is something that everyone is fighting, but we're collectively, we're fighting it together. And just keep your eyes on the light and just know that you're never alone. You're not alone. And I just, I just ask everyone as we come into the coming weeks with Mother's Day and recognizing mothers that you hold your mothers up. They are the ones who give birth and life to other beautiful humans. And the mother's heartbreak, the mother's, the mother's unveiling, unending unconditional love for their children it never ends and it doesn't matter how old they are or how old they get to be and it doesn't matter what the child does it never ends and i i i often say to people i wonder how many women would have their children if they knew some of the heartbreak that they would experience during their lifetime from their children but, you know, I think most women would say I would do it all over again in a heartbeat because the unconditional love that you feel from your baby when you're holding them in your arms and you're looking into their eyes and you're looking at how fragile their life is and you're holding that fragile life in your arms and you know that everything that you do is they're depending on that. And as your child grows and as you start to release them into the world bit by bit, you have to let go piece by piece. But we never fully let go because we're always connected to our children. We have the DNA that we share. We're always spiritually connected to our children with our energies. And I just think that the upcoming weeks of shows that I have presented for you are going to move you to such levels that are going to be very loving and unconditionally loved. And one of the things that um, we're doing right away is I have a beautiful interview with a woman who is going to talk about becoming me while raising you. And she shares this beautiful story about how she grows, how she matures, how she develops just by having her children. 
And isn't that true? As mothers, we learn so much about ourselves just through children. And even women that aren't mothers and are are taking care of children, they do have that similar experience. And in the coming weeks as well, we'll be having some intimate interviews as well around infertility. And I have a powerful interview with a woman who shares her journey and her story around infertility. And if that's something that you've experienced, I encourage you to tune in and maybe actually have some healing work done through that interview. But as we go through the month ahead, I encourage you to continue to share your light, share your beautiful energy and love with people that you love, and continue to support yourself with these beautiful souls that you surround yourself with, whether they are fully connected to you by family or if you create your family by connecting with them. Again, this is Catherine Daniels with Retreat to Peace, encouraging you to live your authentic life with peace. And as always, Retreat to Peace. And we'll see you next time. 